Bong, SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg, the energy's right, the movement is right, of course the music is right, tonight my girl China Marie's in the house, thank you so much for coming in sis, East meets the West, that's what we're going to call this one tonight, my girl China Marie, straight from the West Coast, Absolutely. rocking with us, yo, it was so interesting how we linked up, but tonight we're going to dissect your life, Okay. we're going to dissect this classic beat all your music Thanks. and getting to know everything she's about it's a classic podcast and that my girl china marie score rosenberg podcast stay tuned don't move perfect all right cool just gonna reset on the sticks on the podcast all right. okay take 10 all right tell you just to hear this come in and you're sitting across from me right now it's amazing <laughs> thank you SQR podcast Core Rosenberg yo this is gonna be a different podcast for everybody who's ever tuned in um, just make sure you got everything locked in on your focus because jewels are gonna drop and you know as a matter of fact before you even lower that that vocal could you play that bring that instrumental back up because I want my guests to just come in on the hook on this so they can know who she is go hey uh. I just need some company. Hey. Can you keep me company? I know what you want from me. <laughs> SQ Podcast for Rosenberg. You know that's not the way I start the show, but I had to let you get a tease of that. My girl, China Marie, is on the show tonight. And everything is different because the way she connected with us, the way she has improved, I mean, just blown us away, impressed us and her repertoire of work so that's why i had to flip it this way but let me just bring it back and slow things down big shout out to everybody who's here tonight in the house to witness what we're about to do this is another history making podcast here on, on sql podcast first and foremost i'm gonna take this moment to give a big shout out to the whole crew maddie behind the camera thank you so much bro senior editor holding things up my boy lou amano you know th th these guys are so dedicated to the movement and they bring such a professional twist to this of course my boy charles senior director on this one holding us down and of course we we would never be moving the way we're moving right now without my wife ellie I mean, hashtag happiness for food, who is here holding us down, not only with the, you know, beautiful craft services, but also she plays multiple roles behind the sound. So, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Everything is Chris. So, here we are. Get ready to serve up something special. My girl, China Marie. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. Thank you. Big up, big up, big up. And, you know, I, I wanted to take the time to salute you because of the way we connected. Right. So let's go through this. You're flipping through Instagram. Right. You're looking at a couple of hashtags. Correct, yes. And what did you see? How did you find us? Um, I typed in a New York podcast <laughs> and you came up. And what caught my attention was the green. I was like, oh, what's this? This is dope. <laughs> so I done and I was like, yo, I got to be on here. Ooh, <laughs> nice. You know what? But before we even continue that conversation, as you said, you saw the green. Correct. My sponsor would be a mist if I didn't offer you a beautiful Heineken from a refrigerator <laughs> behind you. So why don't you just turn, grab the Heine, and what's so funny is um, I got my Heineken opener here ready to go. Oh. Bong. We came prepared. About the party in here today. Yeah, what? And of course, here in SQR Podcast, we drink responsibly. Cheers. Thank you. That's refreshing. 
best beer ever brewed. <laughs> so as we as we as we elaborate a little bit on the connection, because right. when I spoke to you and I tried my best not to say a word to you, because I know where things are gonna go. So. Right. Let's just slow down the connection. So you, you, you saw the Instagram, like the green. Yes. And then you took action. Absolutely. I blew up your DMs. And, <laughs> um, uh, but, and then when I, when I found out about your, 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 your history, when you're going to ask you th to the bio, you said you're from the East Coast. No, I'm, I'm from Portland, Oregon, on the West Coast. And came to and the... And I came to the East Coast. I just moved to New York five months ago. Why? I want to build my East Coast support system, like my fan base out here. Um, I don't want to just be labeled as a West Coast artist, so I wanted to expand, and plus I love New York. You know, yeah, it does something to you. Yeah, yeah. New, York, New York does do something to you. I haven't slept. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Welcome to the city that never sleeps. Yes. So let's slow that walk down, because mm -hmm. through that journey, and, um, and um, before I even jump into your life and your movement here, when you linked us and you sent the bio, I said, okay, we're in Patterson. You said, yeah, I'm in Bushwick. Yes. It's, it's a mission for me to move this late. We made arrangements and right. said, yeah, we'll get you here. Right. You came solo to a place you've never been. <laughs> yes. Pulled up confidently. Yes. What was your first impression? Um, outside. Outside, I didn't know where I was. I just woke up because I've been going all day. Yeah. So I slept in the Uber and uh, <laughs> when I got here, I'm like, yo. Wait, hello? I'm like, I got like a warehouse? I'm like, yo, where am I? <laughs> and then you were outside. I was like, oh, no, I'm good. Okay. Nice. And I came nice. in here. I was like, yo. This is what we do here. <laughs> yeah. So it was really nice. And I, I took the roundabout bout or the scenic journey to that point because you impressed me. Num number one, taking advantage of the invite. Thank you. <laughs> and, and you said you wanted to build your East Coast Connect. Right. So let's go back. Portland. Yes. What was the family makeup like? Um, I mean, I have a black mom. I have a, a white dad. You so would never guess. <clears throat> yeah, you would <laughs> never know. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around, you know? Right. Um, it's very liberal there. It's free spirit, you know. Um, Brothers and sisters? I have an older brother. Um, he's 33. Okay. He's a sneakerhead, like a hype, hype beast type of thing, you know? So he loves fashion. Oh, nice. Um, and then I have a very close cousin. She's like a sister. So we, me and her moved out here together. Oh, wow. Yes. So... Growing up, it was mom, dad, you and your brother. Um, well, my mom and dad actually aren't together anymore. So okay. just mainly like, you know, single mom, but I would see my dad on the weekends. Oh, nice. Yes. What was that routine like for you? I mean, because a lot of time you hear that kids feel like they're responsible for the breakup or that whole thing. No, I mean, my mom's lesbian, so I don't feel responsible whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's lesbian, and um, me and my dad, he, you know, I saw him every other weekend just because he had an addiction to cocaine, so I wasn't able to see him all the time. Oh, so you know, you're gonna, yo, that's a, that's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of things going on back there, and I'm inspired. Not, I'm, I'm curious, right? Because those quick tidbits of what you just shared come with a lot of somewhat effects on children as they grow up, right? How did you handle that? I have a really strong mom and a really strong grandma that really kept me level-headed, and you know, I feel like growing up somewhere in Portland, it's everything's, you know, like. It's very liberal, it's very forgiving, it's very non-judgmental. Everyone wants a second chance and gets a second chance type of thing. So it wasn't, I wasn't in a judging household. What's your mom's name? Shanette. Shanette. Can we toast to Shanette <laughs> for making the influence she did on you? Absolutely. What was elementary school like? Um, it was really bad for me. I um getting teased a lot. <laughs> Why? Because I would, in the area it was like predominantly like, you know, black. And I was like one of the light-skinned girls and it was just... 
it get teased a lot, you know. So, mm. so yeah. A lot of fights, arguments. <laughs> Just a lot of bullying. <laughs> I wasn't fighting. <laughs> I'm not too much of a fighter, but yeah, a lot of lot of bullying. But it got better as I got older. Because I, I wanted to take my journey through that because I want to know when the talent and the confidence kicked in. Um, it didn't kick in for a while. So let's leave that. Let's leave that. Yeah. There. Let's leave that there. China Marie SQR podcast Go Rosenberg. As we, you know, take this a little scenic route to where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Elementary school was tough. Right. What was high school? Same tough. Um, no, that's when I got you know double D boobs and everybody was <laughs> the, the, the guys was on me and I was feeling <laughs> good about myself. <laughs> Puberty hit and yeah. everything changed. Absolutely. Um, the. I don't want to leave a little bit of something out when you talk, spoke about your dad and his addiction right. and the fact that you were aware of that at that young age. Mm-hmm. Was it something that was just blatant or? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, when I was there, he just wouldn't come home or his girlfriend at the time would take us to the, the crack house and we'd be looking for him and screaming for him to come outside and she'd be trying to pull it out of his hands. Like it was, it was, it was real, you know, it wasn't like I just knew about it. It was like I saw him, you know. Wow. So yeah. How did that affect you? I mean, shit, I don't want to do no types of drugs. <laughs> I'm good. I got a really no, th- close-up view. You know? No, that's big. That's big because the flip side of that is other kids are inspired somehow by the negative, you know, right. and like they go down that path intensely. So I respect that you're inspired not to do. Yes. Wow, that's big. <laughs> it seems like your life growing up, and when did your mom and dad split? Uh, I think when I was like maybe two, three. It was very early. Oh, very early. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you were you know, being both. I don't remember them together. Like... I don't have physical memory of, like them actually together like in the house same household so if you could look back right now mm-hmm. um from that moment the tumultuous time is there anything or quality that you think you garnered from then <clears throat> that made you who you are now um i mean yeah there's a lot of qualities you know i feel like um you know it's just really just strength if anything you know i feel like building that strength from a really young age of just like shit happens you know but you got to just keep the show keeps going you know, type of thing. So, ask your podcast score Rosenberg, China Marie. So, when you say something profound on the podcast, we call it dropping a jewel. Okay. And you just drop a jewel right now. So, when the shit hit the fan, you yes. just keep going. Just keep going. We're going to take a break, come back. I want to pick up from the high school and the puberty thing, all right? Yeah. And thank you for being confident with that. Ask your podcast, my girl, China Marie. Yo, stay tuned. She's up next on the second half. Ask your podcast score Rosenberg. One. <laughs> Yo, this is this is heat right here. Thank you. With Ray J. My first feature. Let's toast to this. Let's toast to this. Uh, China Marie, Squirrel yeah. Rosenberg. Yes. We're gonna even talk about this record a little bit because I wanna I wanna get to I wanna dissect the details of this one, the connection <laughs> and the reality of the video. Okay. However, as we jump back into you know the second slice of this pizza pie, right? Since we're up on the East Coast and you know you know pizza is a big thing in New York. Yes. I use that um, reference. As we ended the first pie slice, right? I thought about you were thrown a couple of serious curveballs right out the gate. Right. The mom and dad issue. Um, mom being a lesbian, I don't, and you know, I'm, I'm, uh, that's you know. What, let me ask you this: Can I? Can I be? Yeah. Bum. Was this something that you knew right off the bat, or was something that she kept? She told us. 
she sat me and my brother down and she was like hey I just want to let you know I'm just being the light girls and yeah how did that affect you with <clears throat> period I mean that news itself do you remember yeah absolutely and my brother was really upset and I was just more so like embarrassed like I tell my friends like you know like my friends would come over and like oh where's you know your mom's boyfriend or whatever and it's like oh he's at work you know <laughs> it wasn't trendy like it is now like now it's like oh your mom's lesbian that's so cool da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it wasn't like that you know 10 years ago or whatnot so I, I thank <clears> you for being so vulnerable yeah and let me poke a little bit more why do you think your brother was upset I'm not really sure why he was upset I think he just he didn't expect the news or he just he was just thrown off as a man maybe and he just was like this, I don't want to talk about this, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, true, true. We, we kind of do that as men sometimes. But I feel like as long as she's happy, that's all that matters to me. I actually so. salute her for sitting you guys down and even opening, you know, just being bold about it because right. she could have kept it, like, you know, really low. low. Yeah. Yeah, no. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Um, so here we are, <laughs> bullet through elementary school. Yes. <laughs> coming up, about to hit high school. Yep. Puberty hits. Yeah. In a big way. In a wonderful way. <laughs> <laughs> which, which we got to salute, you know, the power of the woman and everything that, you know, come, come with all of that. Right. So tell me about the transition into high school and when that all happened and your realization of, you know. Well, um, that summer, I was like a bee. And then, <laughs> you know, when it came September, so I was like a double D and I was like. Going through bras like crazy. My mom was so upset. She like this is getting expensive. So I had it. I had Victoria's. I had Victoria's Secret bras, and then I had Target bras. So she she definitely downgraded me <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> so going. I mean, and then so what was? Let's dissect this. Right. What was dealing with that reaction like? Um, it was uncomfortable at first. I just like shrugged my shoulders, like I was like embarrassed of it. But then all the girls were like, "Oh, I wish I had boobs or whatever," and all the guys were like. Yeah, I'm shoddy. And he was like, okay, you know. So, so when, when did the light bulb go off about, let me own, you know, this this. I don't lesson. remember the exact moment, but I think it was, um, I don't know, I was probably hanging out with some friends or something like that. I, I'm not really sure when, like, that one moment was, but I think over time, the confidence built up, you know, um, so. The dynamic in high school completely changed. Yes, I mean, I was still a very shy person, but it was just getting comfortable with my body was, like, it, it took time to get used to that you know okay okay <laughs> what were the grades like oh grades yeah. um well it started off really bad i had like a 1.7 gpa until sophomore year until my mom got called into school and she told me she was gonna beat me up pretty much and i was like <laughs> well shit <clears throat> even the counselor was scared for me she was like are you okay i'm like i don't want to go home i'm good but you know um the following year I decided that I wanted to graduate early and I wanted to move to LA. So I picked myself up from a 1.7 to a 4.1 and um, yeah. Big. Yeah, I got a job. I got I did night school five days a week and I did summer school so that I could double up my credits. What was the inspiration to moving to LA? I just wanted to be a star. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be. That's what I saw on TV, you know. Um, I didn't have the same feelings as kids in, you know, in my class where they're like, oh, I want to be a doctor or just like advertisement. I'm like, that sounds whack. Like, I don't want to do any of that. I'm trying to like be on stage, turn it up, you know, like yeah. I want to get the crowd going, you know. Mm. Which is interesting because this is coming from a girl who's shy. Right. So <laughs> like I don't. Like my alter ego, you know. Let's play the, <laughs> let's play the astrology game real quick. Right. What month were you born? Uh, yeah, well, July. 
And what, uh, which means you are I'm a cancer. A cancer. What are the characteristics or the dis- You know, it's so funny. I'm born on the cusp, so it's like Cancer and Leo, and I feel like I, I fight with myself back and forth because like Cancers are so shy. They're very like, you know, they're in their shell. You know, like they're very sensitive, emotional, and then like the Leo is like the lion, and you know they're just very aggressive. So I'm pretty much insane. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep taking this walk, and thank you for continuing being vulnerable. So just join <laughs> just join me on this. I'm here. So high school everything changed you know you got the grades together because no you got focus yeah i didn't have a choice (laughs) thanks to mom it was my mom yes yeah can we yeah thanks to mom big up moms again um what was the boyfriend issue or relationship like in high school or did you avoid that i had boyfriends but because i didn't i wasn't willing to do certain things my my relationships never really lasted so wow yeah I did the, like the cool guys or whatever. So when I wasn't giving it up, they was kind of like good on me. Like we should just be friends. I'm like, all right, cool. After the third time, I'm like, shit. I'm just I'm gonna go to LA. I'm I'm putting all my focus into me. So wow. Yeah. No, I salute that dedication. <laughs> and I, you know what? And I salute you for not only raising the bar but staying to that bar. Yeah. No, that's big. It wasn't something I was comfortable doing at that time. So I felt like if somebody else, you know, wanted that and they wanted me, then you know, it's like separate ways, I guess, you know. Escure podcast where Rosenberg, China Marie dropping another jewel right there. And a lot of girls, I, 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 I'm imagining there's a young lady listening to this podcast right now. Right. Because when you see your video, I mean, the confidence that you come with. Right. I mean, the way you own the double Ds when you said you got them. <laughs> no, it was big. But the, the, the fact that you were putting certain positions that you were like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. No, that's, that's big because there's a lot of girls out here compromising themselves when they don't have to. Right. It lays on the radar. You wanted to act, sing. What was what was the genre of music? I mean, of, of I talent. wanted to do pop. I wanted to do urban. I wanted to do mainstream. What I heard on the radio. You know, I liked. I loved Aaliyah, but you know, I love Beyonce. I love when you know, like the crowd is just so involved. Like that's what I loved about it. So, turn up music. I guess you could say. The singing and all that. When did that come into play? Right out of high school? No, I've been singing since I was eight. But you know, there's no no music or musically inclined people in my family. So. It wasn't really like an option, you know, it was like, you should probably do something else because music's not reliable. So growing up, I didn't really get a chance to do as much music as I wanted to. And that's why I wanted to move to L.A. so I could be around like-minded individuals where it was an actual career path and not a dream. Wow. Damn, that's nice. Here's what (laughs) I just heard. Here's what I just heard. Even at that age, you wanted to be around like-minded people. Yeah. To develop your craft, get involved. Yeah. And that's the same principle you applied coming to the East Coast yeah. to do this. And that's why you're sitting here in front of me right now. Yes. Yo, if, if everybody could just take a <laughs> fraction of that and apply it to their life, they would, no, <laughs> it would be far ahead. No, because there's a lot of confidence, especially coming from a young lady who's, right. you know, vulnerable to all the shit out there right. that you could. So let's talk about this. Do you remember your first time you're performing? You said you started singing at eight. Yes. Remember the first time you performed? Where was that? I was at school. I was singing the national anthem. And I was sweating profusely i was like you could feel like fingertips dripping pretty much but once i start singing something just happens and i'm no longer nervous do you why were you chosen to sing the national anthem i wasn't chosen i told him i really need to sing it da, da, da. I kept going back and forth with him the principal and he was like you know over it just sing it fine i was like all right all right um could you give me the first four or eight <laughs> bars of the national anthem right now let's just go, let's do this i was like <laughs> the national anthem is so long do I don't even know how it starts. You know what? I'm not going to put you on the mat. I sound like a, a bad American. <laughs> I know because... <laughs> you 
you know, we all, we're very patriotic I'm here. blaming the Heineken, okay? You know what's so funny? Though? We do drink responsibly. I didn't even touch that, so that's not even going to matter. So I'm not going to put that pressure on you. So you get up in front of the, 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 and you begin to sing. Yes. What happened? Everyone loved it. And it gave me so much confidence, like, yo, I can actually really sing. Wow. Yeah. So let's fast forward. Now you're moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. Did you have your destination, whole room, butt friend, everything lined up in LA before you moved? Or? <laughs> I wish. No, I went on Craigslist. I told my mom I quit my job. And I was like, well, I told her, I'm like, I'm going to quit my job in a week. She's like, why? I said, I'm moving to LA. She said, you've never been there before. We don't have family. I said, well, I got enough money to either go and visit or move there. So I was like, I'm going to move there. I just got my permit for my car. And um, I drove down here. And my first car that I bought for like 1400 and uh, it was a Mercury Sable, it's a big boat, pretty much. And um, on my way here, it um, the what's it called? The water hose broke, or water water pipe broke. Yeah, yeah. So coming down the grapevine with like this huge mountain, um, it gets super hot. So I was just praying the whole way, and I thought I had this beautiful room for $500. When I got there, it was like 10 at night because my my car broke down. So I was behind on time. And when I got there, this big black guy comes out, and I'm like, I'm in Compton. I'm like, top of Watts and Alameda. I'm like, yo. Are you serious? I'm like, what's this? This animal's <laughs> running all over the place. There's like couches. I, I never seen nothing like that before. So I'm like, yo, this is kind of scary. So he comes, knocks on the window. He's like, yo, I'm Jamal. I'm like, okay. He's like, you here for the room? I'm like, yeah. I get, I give him the money. Naive. Gave him my $500. And all I had was eight when I when I moved there, so that's more than half. So I gave it to him. I go in there, and it's it's a crack house. <laughs> There's a lady on the um on a bed and with no sheets on, and she's like getting ready to tie up her arm. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm by myself. I got like my little dog, my little toy Yorkie. <laughs> Are you serious? Um, I couldn't make this up. I get in there, and he's like, "Yo," he's like, "Don't mind her. She's just here for the night." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "But this is the room, and the room it looks exactly like it did on Craigslist. It's a beautiful room." And then he was like, let me show you the back. I'm like, okay, what's going on in the back garage? He's like, he had all these like dresser drawers that had like all this weed and cocaine in it. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even imagine what my face looked like, but I was trying to keep it, it cool. It looks like my face right now. Yeah, I was trying to keep it cool. Like, oh, go I, in, all go right. In. So I start moving my stuff in and I'm just like, man, I don't know where this night is going. So at like four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I just, something doesn't feel right. So I start packing up all my stuff. He's like, yo, where are you going? I'm like, oh, the worst excuse ever. I'm like, I realized I left all my summer clothes at my aunt's house, and I got to go back and get all my winter clothes. <laughs> he <laughs> was like, all right. But I think it was just, you know, he was high. So yeah, he was yeah. like, all right. He's like, you coming back though, right? I'm like, yeah. And I typed in my phone, predominantly white areas, because I didn't know what was going on, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I went to Manhattan Beach, which is like this, like, you know, rich area, and um, I slept in a middle school parking lot for three weeks. And I got a job the third day at Chili's, so I would stack my money up under my uh, under my car seat. And wow! Got a, got a, a Holy smokes! <laughs> so that was my come to LA dream moment. Excuse <laughs> 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 podcast, Scott Rosenberg. China Marie just gave us the most vivid walkthrough, taking action in your life to succeed. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to come back, get into the last segment of this. <laughs> and wow, what a story. If you want to make your dreams come through, this is what it takes. Take an action. It's your podcast. Go Rosenberg. China Marie.
Oh, I didn't tell her at first. I didn't tell her until like maybe three years ago. Oh, wow. I didn't want that. I told you so. <laughs> She's like, how's the room? I'm like, oh, it's great. It's really good stuff. Just living in my car currently. Another banger. Hey. You already know? Mm. Mm. It's your podcast, Gore Rosenberg, my girl, China Marie. Yo, what's the name of this record? Uh, next one. Banger. Thank you. I mean, the production is so official. Thank you. But we want to we wanna get back into you know where we left off. Right. And um, come to ne- now where you're able to produce not only the quality of you know, production that I, we are blessed to see. Right. But with the confidence and the goal to be able to get to where you're going. So as we pick up from where we left off, packed up, mom, I'm going after my dream. Right. I'm going to LA. Yes. <laughs> Connect through Craigslist for the perfect apartment. Oh, right. The room. <laughs> I wasn't rich, rich. Yeah. I could only afford a room. So an $800 move. <laughs> Yes. Gets there. Car breaks down. Putt putt shows up in Compton. Yes. A stash house. Stash house, yes. Survived. Headed to Manhattan Beach. Yes. Why Manhattan Beach? Because that was what came up for the predominantly white areas. And boom. You landed in Manhattan <laughs> Beach, slept in this in the park. In the middle school parking lot. It was a middle school. Didn't get harassed or um no. How did you, let's get gritty with this, shower, use the bathroom. People always ask that. Um, a year before that, I had bought a two-year a, a two membership uh, from Costco to 24-hour fitness. So I used to go in the gym and i hang out, take long showers. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go back to my car. I was like, I'm taking the longest shower in here. I hang out, just chill. What, did, you, did, did you ever think about working out while you were there? No, <laughs> not at all. It was just a shower facility for me. Somewhere chill. It had AC blowing because it was August. And August is the hottest month in LA if you've been there. Yeah, yeah. So being in your car, just cooking. I mean, enough. I don't got much meat to cook. <laughs> so I'm trying to be well done, you know what I'm saying? That's very funny. Another jewel from China Marie on his QR podcast. No, I like that. So here you are. <laughs> living literally out of your car and you know I, I, you hear a lot of people talk about that right and that's why I wanted to dissect that moment because I don't know what, what does that mean so during the day you're driving no does the car stay put let's just yeah. dissect this I mean I take I take little breaks and go to the dollar store look around I didn't know what to do like I was new there so I would just take myself on little gatherings so you know so <laughs> let's, let's think about this why Okay, let me go back. <laughs> How did the music connection happen from being homeless? Um, what do you mean the connection from it? Like? like you went down there to follow your dream. Right. And obviously this was not what you expected when you landed. No. <laughs> it definitely didn't. But I think it pushed me harder. You know, like it made me, when it got tough in L.A., because it gets, it gets hard in L.A. It's not as hard as New York. But if you come from Portland, Oregon, it's like any city is, you know, harder. So um, it definitely just made me push through, you know. It was one of those moments where, yet yeah, the show keeps going. So Another jewel. Another jewel. <laughs> and I am, I'm impressed that you were so aware of the need to push through. Because yeah. you could have stopped. But then when you stop, it's like, when am I going to go back home and, you know, have kids, you know, like all my other friends are doing or work a regular nine to five and 
hang out with the rain. Like, what am I, what am I gonna do in Portland, Oregon? I might as well as, you know, at least I don't know the outcome. You said hang out with the rain. Yeah, like it does rain a hell of a lot all the of time. Rain. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. L.A. getting grinded, going through. Yes. You've got a job at a Chili's. At Chili's, it's like a, it's like Applebee's. Yeah. 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 I was a server. I walked in. I got hired on the spot. I was so excited. Yes. Still living in your car. I was still living in my car. I lived in my car for three weeks. And three weeks is a long time to live in your car <laughs> because you start, like, doing weird things like cleaning the vents. Because you know, you're, like, you're so bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just start looking at new things. Like, oh, what does this button do? You know, it's just, like, weird stuff. So I was very bored, trying not to go insane, take walks, whatever, you wow. know. So. So tell me when the connection happened that after. So Chili's, you're working. Yeah. When did you get into an apartment? After three weeks, I um, was able to find another room. I had stacked up enough mm-hmm. to where, you know, it, it was kind of getting a little uncomfortable leaving that kind of money just under my seat while I was at work, you know. So, um, yeah, I would just. Why not open a bank account? I don't know. I just, I wasn't thinking. I had, like, a credit union, and, like, that credit union was still back in Portland. So, like, I just, you know, I don't know. Respect that. I didn't know. No, 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 no. I respect that. <laughs> That's actually a lot of confidence there, too, because a lot of people could have told me anything. I just didn't want to, or I'm used to this, but you just didn't know. So. Yeah, I just didn't know. Yeah, what you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Um, got your room. Mm-hmm. Got settled. Yeah. You know, roof over your head now. Not showering at the gym anymore. No. Walking by all the exercise equipment, just, you know. <laughs> so here's what we're doing. Um, now you're like, let me start getting my aligned with my dreams. Right. Tell me your first audition or connection with your first move uh first connection with even in getting into it was a two short music video i found this um ad for modeling on craigslist it was like 75 dollars so i did this and one of the girls was like oh if you want to come to this music video shoot with me and i was like i don't really do like music video stuff and so she's like oh no you just sit there in a bikini and you just look cute i'm like all right she's like you'll get 100 bucks i'm like all right cool and so t-shirt walks in and i was just like all the too short, too, too short. short. That's like my mentor. So um, I, I met him, you know, when I first moved to L.A. I like the first, like, maybe like the first couple months. And so um, it was interesting my first time seeing like a celebrity in person, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and how girls flock to him or how like women act towards like someone, you know, that's like that. And it was my first time. And I was just like, I don't like that at all. So it made me feel really uncomfortable watching that. But, you know, when he came, so to In-N-Out Burger, and which is like a, uh, you know, yeah, in and out yeah, burgers. Yeah, yeah, we know in and out burgers. Yeah, so that came in. I was super pumped. I'm like, thank God I haven't eaten all day. So while they were enjoying too short, I was like, you know, getting my animal style fries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I took my food outside. <laughs> and so he had came out with me. He's like, why are you sitting out here? I'm like, oh, I'm just eating. So we ate together, and we was just chilling, and we had a real conversation. So the only girl who wasn't in the swarm of groupies right. going after him. You go outside to eat, yeah. and Too Short comes out, yeah. and you're having... Like, just one-on-one like, talking, just talking or whatever, and told my dude music, and he was like, all right, well, sing something for me. So I sang Mary J. Blige for him. He's like, I'm going to bring you in, and everyone's going to watch. And all those girls were so mad. They were like, why do I have to listen to her you know, sing whatever, whatever. But it was great. I was so excited. So, you know, I was still fresh and excited to be in, you know, L.A., so. Wow, what an opportunity. Yeah, so it was a good time. You know, we're great friends to this day. You know, we worked on plenty of music and all that. Can so. we toast to Too Short? Yeah, he's yeah, a great man. Yeah, big up to Too Short. <laughs> yeah, for real on that. Wow. <laughs> the writing. Where's that coming from? 
Um, I write with a lot of different writers as well. You know, um, Jake and Papa, uh, they're like brothers to me. They're based out in LA, they're from LA. Uh, Brittany B. She's um, she brings like the female perspective to my music a lot. Um, they're really good at hooks, so mm. um, I'm not the best at writing hooks, but I'm really good at writing verses. And I feel like you know the hooks is what people remember, and then the verses are what people connect to. Your material, what are you pulling that from? I mean, every day, everyday life, you know, like what I, you know, just yeah. You sure have thing. enough. I got enough yeah, to yeah, go you're around. You sure have enough in the library to <laughs> yeah. write, you know. Uh, you know, a couple million albums selling <laughs> records. Holy smokes, your journey has been amazing. Well, thank you. Let's do the L.A. round. Right. So Too Short led to? Led to, you know, um, we didn't work at first. It was like we didn't start working until like maybe two years ago. So he had he was back and forth from the Bay. So that didn't really work out as far as at that moment. But it came back later, later on. And it was amazing because I was finally had more confidence in my music. Mm, perfect uh, timing. Yeah, perfect timing. You know, some things are full circle, you know, so. Your first show in L.A., do you remember? Actually, I never really had any shows in L.A. L.A. is not where like a there's like bigger shows, you know, for like, you know, people that actually have like. Crazy the, more the more yeah, established, more established artists. Established okay. artists. So, so as, a, as an upcoming artist, it's tough for you to even... Yeah, it was more like poetry, singing, and stuff like that. And I'm not really like an open mic type of like... Oh, nice. Soft singer. So the know. inspiration to move to New York. Yeah. Tell me about that. I uh, When I first came to New York, it was for a promo run last year. And first time coming here. And the reason why I decided to move was people were always like, oh, you should come through to my show tomorrow. Or whoop de whoop Or hey, you should do this festival. And I had... I was already leaving, so I was missing out on all these opportunities. And so I talked to my manager and I said, you know, maybe I should move there for six months and just try it. She's like, yeah, I think that would be good. So three months later, I stacked up enough money to and me and my cousin both moved out here. Every transition in your life sounds <laughs> so similar. Like <laughs> you, you decided you want to make a move. Yeah. You work at it saving. Right. And you took action. Yeah, I mean, you really just decide. People are always like, oh, how do you do that? I'm like, you've got the same ability. You just decide. If you really want it, then you go and go get it, right? Escure Podcast, Core Rosenberg. If that's not the most profound jewel through this conversation, could we just repeat that? <laughs> All you have to do is? Just decide. Decide. Yeah. And when you're hungry, you go get some food, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, at least I do. Escure Podcast, Core Rosenberg, China Marie. <laughs> We'll be back. <laughs> Stay tuned. One. Thank you. Um, I want to go into uh, the next. <laughs> yeah, stacking for the moon. Yo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the minute the minute you hear China Marie say I'm stacking, it's gonna happen. <laughs> No, no, no. When she says she's stacking, she already made a decision. Facts. So it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I like that. <laughs> stacking for the moon. Stacking for the moon. Facts. <laughs> hey, they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right? Wow. There you go. Bomb. It's your podcast called Rosenberg. Uh, what an interesting and I can't even use the word fascinating because it's like, you know, because everything and especially. And I love the power behind all the decision made as a woman. Thank you. And as a girl, you know, it, it's, it shows that you can take control of your, and, and through any stereotypical description, 
Right. Grind through and make it happen. Absolutely. Thank you for taking every step you did. Absolutely. Thank you. Remembering it and sharing it with us. No, seriously. So now we are in New York, right? right? And we did all the journey as, as we're talking behind the scenes. And, you know, Charles, you know, senior director, we're saying China is stacking for the moon. Because the minute you start <laughs> saying that you're stacking for something, it's going to happen. The decision's yes. already been made. Yes. The repertoire of music mm-hmm. that you have out right now is impressive. Thank you. You have policy with yes. Ray J and I forgot the name of the other artist. Jamari. Jamari. Yes. Classic video. How did Thank that you. collaboration happen? Um, Jamari is actually a really good friend of mine. I met him at the studio and um, I had this record and I was like, yo, I need somebody on this record. And so I asked him, like, can you be out to Ray J? Um, I know he's a good friend of yours and ask if he'd be down to get on this record with me. He's like, he don't really do stuff like that. I'm like, I know, but just, just send it over. So he sent it over and Ray J got right back right away and he was like, yo, I love this record. He's like, it's a hit. Like, I'll do it. So uh, like two weeks later, I got in the studio with him and he laid the verse right there. And then we did a video. Okay, let's slow it down. <laughs> do you have a fly on the wall moment? Because, okay, it doesn't have to be with the Rage. Let me not, because I like the Rage video a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm a big you. fan of Rage. I'm not even going to lie. Brandy's <laughs> brother, yes, sold. <laughs> um, um, out of all your mu- music videos that are done, they're shot very well. Thank you. Um, is there a flan wall moment that you've ever had, and which video was it where you're like, damn, I'm really doing this? Um, it was the Ray J moment. It was my first time doing like a real music. It was my first, my second video. Like, you know, the other first one was like, you know, some other like regular stuff. But to have like, you know, white Ferraris and, you know, Rolls Royces. Yeah, water was official. Yeah, you know, and styling and being able to have my cousin on set with me and she was a stylist having to make, it was the works, you know, for the first time. And then having someone like Ray J come in and be a part of it, you know, it was like, this is dope. You know, like it was a, it was an aha moment. Can we toast to that moment? (laughs) No, big. Let's celebrate that moment. What's up next for China Marie? Man, a lot of things. I just dropped um, my second EP. It's called Made in China 2. Okay. Just dropped that like last Wednesday. I had a great listening party at Sweet Chicks in uh, Long Island City. Okay. I think that's Nas's restaurant, right? Yes. Okay. Um, So they were super amazing to like have me, you know, be able to hold my event there. Um, and as far as now, I'm just doing a promo run, like promoting, getting my name out there in New York. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm here for one. Um, another action taken. Yes, another action taken. Um, but doing everything that I can to make sure that my music is heard and that my message is heard and that I'm able to, you know, create a household name out of myself. Before we close, um, <clears throat> could you just let my listeners know um, how they could see your stuff, where they could find you, your Instagram handle, the whole shebang? Yes, um, everything is China Marie Music. It's uh, China with the I, not a Y, you know? Okay. I ain't that wretched. <laughs> but um, yeah, so China Marie Music, uh, YouTube, all streaming platforms, you know, Apple, Tidal, all that. She's out here. I'm out here. Um, <laughs> whenever I close this podcast, there's a question I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. And the question is, I give you the magic wand. Right. You got two wishes. Only two. What's your first? Uh, first one would be to travel the world with people that I love. Um, and number two would be able to, um, you know, feel what it feels like to be on that Grammy stage winning 
a Grammy and remembering all the times that I was in my car giving my speech to myself <laughs> on a one-on-one to my little servant job. So those would be two things, just that feeling that moment. Bong, it's your podcast, Core Rosenberg. And based on your track record, that moment is coming up. <laughs> well, thank China you. Marie, SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg. Thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you. Yo, we're going to crack this out. She's going to perform for us next. You're in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mama. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.